This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. Hi, I'm Kelly Cates, and before you get stuck into this pod, I want to tell you about a brand new podcast that's hit BBC Sounds. Five Live Sports All About is your deep dive pod into the biggest names, biggest teams, and biggest events in sport around the world. From all about Shane Warne. If you got me as a mate, I'll be loyal to you for the rest of my life, and I expect the same in return. To all about Bryson DeChambeau. You still got to win tournaments, right? You still got to chip it well. You still got to putt well. It is sure fun hitting it really far. We'll bring you closer to the biggest sporting stars and most iconic sporting moments. Five Live Sports, all about podcast. Listen on BBC Sounds. Now, back to your podcast. And cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for. Hartley bowls down the track, comes scoring this time, chicken eggs. It's either six or out, it's six. And what an absolute shambles our last 25 minutes has been. I've got a microphone. It's not working. So welcome back to No Balls Cricket Podcast with me, Alex Hartley, and you, Kate Cross. It was actually loads better when the microphone was plugged in and no one could hear you. So do you want to do that again and I'll just do the podcast? Just do it on your own? Yeah, maybe Maybe this is a sign, Al. I've got the wire. i got the microphone, but i got no sound. Closed. <laughs> So if my microphone sounds really bad, it's because I'm not using it because I don't know what's going on. Do you know what's really ironic? People have been emailing us, DMing us, tweeting us, Instagramming us for three weeks now saying they're desperate for us to come back and this is what they're coming back to. I got in 25 minutes ago and it's taken us 20 minutes on FaceTime to you try and teach me how to use my microphone. I, I, I don't know, it's just not working. It's not good content this starts this podcast. So... Al, how are you doing? How are you? I'm all right. Do you know what? I haven't seen you since the end of season dinner because we've just not crossed paths. We've literally had three three hours in the flat together and we we weren't really in the mood to talk and catch up. So we've actually done the right thing by the podcast and we saved everything for this call. We have not spoken properly for three weeks. So we're going to just do it now. We're just going to have a catch up in front of everyone that listens to No Balls of Cricket Podcast. 50,000 of you. Hello and welcome back. We're home, honey. Well, you're home. I'm not. I'm in Loughborough. Yeah. I thought I had that dreaded crosses on a way home. What have I done with the flat? Hmm. Yeah, it, it does blow my mind a little bit that it's happened a few times now. And <laughs> I'll go back you, to I, it. I thought you were home tomorrow. No, got my days mixed up. No, you didn't. Got my day. I texted I yesterday saying I'm getting picked up for the airport in three hours. But when I woke up this morning ready for work, I got ready, got there to work, and you were like, on my flight, I was like, oh, no. Mm. I have noticed that, so you've got this thing about the toaster in the flat, haven't you? You think it should live on the counter? And I came yeah. home and it was living on the counter, so I was like, oh, she's doing that thing where, because I'm not there, you're just having the house how you want it to be. Yeah, but do you know what it is? Because I use that toaster every day, so I don't see the point in unplugging it, putting it in the cupboard to get it back out. How lazy are you? <laughs> wow. I left the washing machine door open. I know that for a fact. No, I did a wash. Oh, okay. 
But you do leave cupboards open a lot. I've noticed that about you as well. There's cupboards open. Anyway. Leave the cupboard open. <laughs> anyway. Um, my sticky note is absolutely ginormous. Yeah. How are you, first of all? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, yeah, after tidying the flat up again, um, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, really good. No, I actually am. Um, been so, so, so busy doing stuff that I'm not normally busy with. Um, well, I'm sorry, but we might as well touch on it. But you've literally just got back from Dubai. I've just been in Dubai for the weekend. You Who went am to I? Dubai for the weekend. Being Who an am influencer. I? Influencer across. I wasn't being an influencer. I was being part of the corporate team at Lancashire. It's very different, Alex. Well, well, I never. You changed. It was actually, I was just speaking to the girls because I've literally just got back today. And I was speaking to them about, I saw a different side of sport this weekend. Like I saw the side of sport that we just take completely for granted because we're not involved in any of it, if you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the sponsorship side of it, partnership side, that stuff. So it was really interesting. It was bloody tiring. Wow. Love it was it. like three jam-packed days of meeting people, doing things, activating, going to the expo in Dubai, which we need to talk about because that is just... I honestly, I feel like I've been in the future. (laughs) We'll get on to it, but yeah. Technically, you have been in the future, technically, because you went forward in time to Dubai, which is ahead of England. Yeah, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Um, But now I've gone time travel back three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. We stopped this podcast because me, you and producer Henry, we're all having a holiday. How was your holiday? That seems so long ago, but yes, it was lovely. Thank you. Me and my mum went to Dubrovnik and we had a nice time. It was just the right amount of everything you need in a holiday. But when I was talking on the pod last, I was saying I've not had a holiday and we were like, oh yeah, the last holiday that we had was when we went on the cruise. Yeah. (laughs) Then I was like, no, um, Harley, you had a week in Portugal with the boyfriend last year. Yeah, forgot, forgot about that. Forgot. Just conveniently forgot. Just, yeah. Oh, well. How was your holiday? Oh, amazing. Like, honestly, amazing. Just it to, looked so nice where you were. To do nothing. The sunsets were incredible every single day. And I went out on my own for like two and a half days, three days. Then my mum came out and we had the best time. How did you cope being on your own? Loved it. It was absolutely fine until I had to go out for dinner. Right? <laughs> so I'm going out for dinner. I'm like, right, I'll take my book so that no one knows. No, I don't see anyone. Did I take my book? Forgot. So then I'm in this restaurant on my own with like hundreds of other couples who are clearly looking at me on my own going, why the hell is that girl on holiday on her own? I don't know, though. If I saw someone on their own in a restaurant, I wouldn't, I wouldn't judge anybody. I'd just be like well, that person needs to eat and they've got no one to eat with. But when you go on holiday or go out for dinner with a friend, a partner, whoever you're with, you're always like looking at other couples going, what's their story? How long they've been together? And you play that game. And I reckon people are playing that game to me being like, what's her story? Why is she on her own? Yeah, but they would have played that story whether you were with someone or not. So I just got very self-conscious. I was going to say, I bet that was probably more in your head than it actually was going on. Because you're probably thinking, I remember I've done it once. I've been out for dinner once on my own and it was in Loughborough and I went to the Harvester. (laughs) And I loved it because you just, you don't have anyone to worry about. You eat what you want to eat. You go when you want to go. Like, easy. 
Yeah, uh, it was fine until one of the waiters on the second night made me do shots with him. Oh. Yeah, and then so I rang my dad. I was like, I'm just on my way home. The waiter is making me do shots. He's like, oh, dark road down there now, Alex. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you're all right. You survived it. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, you had an experience on holiday that I actually want to talk about. It's on my sticky note. So shall we get into our sticky note? Yes, please, because mine's really long. Same. So you went on holiday with your mum mm-hmm. and you were halfway through dinner one night and your mum was like, Kate, please, can you explain to me <laughs> the wobble ball? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was kind of really sweet. So she obviously watches my games in the summer and stuff, but she doesn't understand. She never played cricket. She just knows how it works, but she doesn't really understand. No, that's doing her a disservice. She does understand it. But she went, I always hear them talking on the commentary about the wobble ball and you're good at bowling it. What is it? So I literally had, you know, the tiny little pots of mayo and um, <laughs> and ketchup that you can get. Yeah. And I was like trying to use the uh, the lid of that as the seam to explain it to her. So I was literally sat in this restaurant in the middle of Dubrovnik explaining the wobble ball to my mum. And then she was like, so does um, Jimmy Anderson have a wobble ball? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think he invented it actually, mum. But I found that story like really sweet that she really wanted to know about your game a little bit more, but you had to explain it with a pot of mayonnaise. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should ask her about her work. So I was like, how do you do a will? And it wasn't <laughs> the same. How do you navigate a divorce? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Asking um, for a friend. God, my sticking out, Al. So uh, we actually forgot to talk about this next thing that's on mine. Before yeah. we went away we had um, a weekend birthday bonanza didn't we I'm still getting over it yeah I'm still not recovered from it um but we both wear a recovery band on our wrist it's called a whoop and the whoop is it's actually pretty good I've been converted I must admit but Ellie's got one Boise's got one a few of the girls wear them Lauren Tommy um but they're meant to help you like with your fitness regimes aren't they and help you sleep better and be, be a better athlete basically get into good routines and they give you a better understanding of when you work hard, when you don't, if you're recovered, blah, 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 all that niche stuff that we should probably know about, but we didn't. Yeah. And like you fill a journal in every day, don't you? Saying like you read before you went to sleep or you commuted to work that day or you had coffee. So it works out all these trends. So mine tells me that if I have coffee after 3 p.m., I don't sleep well at night, little things like that. So it's quite clever. Anyway, it does a strain. So your daily strain is how hard you've worked. So if you play cricket, it's normally up at 20, 18, 19, 20. If you do a run, it's like 14, 15. Just normal day is like a six or a seven, isn't it? Just a, a recovery yeah. day is chilled. We had that many nights out that my whoop told me that the next day, my strain couldn't be more than four. <laughs> and I remember telling you this. And when you wake up and step out of bed, your strain is four. Yeah, you're literally, you're strained for a day where if you have a rest day as an athlete, where you sit on the sofa all day, you don't move, it's probably like a 5.3. My whoop basically told me after three days of going out that all I needed to do the next day was wake up. And I, I was like, good luck, because it's going to be uh, a honestly, struggle. Honestly, at one point, I didn't know if I was going to achieve it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I've got one thing to talk about from my holiday. Okay. I messaged you, didn't I, saying, I don't know what to do, Crossy. I've got a cold shower. There's no hot water in my hotel. And you were like, 
what am I supposed to do about that? Mm. And I was like, well, I don't know, but help. And you were like, <laughs> go to reception. You were like, go to reception. I was like, nah, I'm not comfortable doing that. I'll wait till my mum gets here. So I'm having freezing cold showers. I have to wash my hair in the sink because it's, the water is that cold. Mum gets here, gets the evening, we go to shower. And I'm like, good luck showering. There's no hot water. I turned the tap the wrong way. Oh. <laughs> so for three days, you had stone cold showers just because you had it actually on stone cold setting. Yeah, but I could have sworn I tried it both ways. Okay. And it was cold. And obviously, I just had the tap turned the wrong way. Wow. Alex yeah. Hartley, everybody. Yeah. Not you know good. what? That makes me really, really question why your microphone isn't working. Because there's definitely something that you've not done. Have you even like plugged it into the machine? Yeah, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know. But without you, I'm a mess. Right. Next thing on my sticky note, speaking of you being a mess, the, the probably one hour that we've had together in the flat in the last couple of weeks, I made myself a bagel in that time and put the bagel knife, the bread knife in the sink and washed it. <laughs> you got this I know, note. it was like... <laughs> You wash bread knives. I've put, you don't clean bread knives. <laughs> you wash a bread knife? Who doesn't wash a bread knife? Nobody washes a bread knife. Well, I asked my mum on holiday. So when she asked me about the wobble ball, I asked her if she washes bread knives. And she, a bit different because they have an area in the kitchen because it's big enough where they've got a bread, a bread board with a knife that sits on the bread board. So she was like, well, I wouldn't wash it every time I cut bread. But Al, I put the toaster away. Obviously, I'm going to clean the bread knife. Oh, like my top note is you wash bread knives. You wipe it on your trousers and put it back in the knife thing. I literally cut a piece of bread or a bagel, give it the old on the thigh and put it back away. <laughs> Which, what, why would you not just clean it? I do not understand the logic. There is no need to clean a bread knife. Why? Because it's not dirty. But it is because you've used it to cut bread. It. It's got crumbs on it and they just wipe away. Yeah, but dust wipes away and you still do it. You still clean it. You wipe dust away, actually, if you want to get into it. Now, I mean, this is probably <laughs> going to open a debate and I'm, I'm really keen to hear whose side you're on here. If you do or do not wash bread knives, contact us on noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk because we need to know who's right and who's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really keen to know this. Um, we Right, so we both ticked something off our sticky note. Your sticky note didn't look that long there. I've got three more points. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Wow. 10, 17. Crossy, we only get 45 minutes. No, we've got as long as we want on this one. We're back together. Okay. Reunited. <laughs> um, my birthday present, we've not even touched on it. The chair. The chair. Didn't know how I felt about it at first. I've assessed that situation in my head again because I'm, I'm actually quite disappointed with my reaction to the chair because my sister had done a year's worth of work to get to that moment and no doubt played that moment over in her head hundreds of times and was expecting me to be probably crying. Amazing. Yeah, like, and I was like, what's that? <laughs> but... Like I said, I've replayed the moment again. I've re I've assessed it. I was so hungry. This was the day my whoop wanted me to just wake up. Yeah. I was in that bad a state. I think it, she delivered it at the wrong time. Also, you it's your 30th. 
You weren't expecting a chair. Who I would never expect a chair ever. But this chair, I'm going to let you describe it, but it is incredible. Well, it went literally viral on Twitter because like Barmy Army tweeted about it. Everybody, everybody messaged me about it, but it is unbelievable the amount of effort that my sister has put into making this chair. And it's one of those presents that then all the family were like, oh, we'll chip in. That looks good. We'll chip in. So Jen's done all the work. So I'm going to give her all the glory on this. But she's basically had this chair made out of every single shirt and every single team that I've ever played in. And it like covers the chair. So I think there's one shirt missing, but she did give him the shirt, the guy that made it. She did uh, give him my MCC shirt and it's just not somehow made it onto the chair. But literally, it is incredible. It is. And it, but someone said, tweeted me the other day, being like, sit on Crossy's chair when she's not here. It's not here. Yeah, I took it away. Ah, because you knew I'd sit on it. No, I, it's, it's a chair that you need to have a room for, I think. And I don't yeah. even have enough room for me and you in that flat. So <laughs> I feel like the chair didn't quite work with what I've got. So in my head, I've kind of got that it will be, if you've got a pool table with a little bar and some like memorabilia around the room, the chair then sits in the corner and it's a bit of a statement piece, but it just won't fit in the flat at the minute. So it's had to go back to mum and dad's in storage. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I did try and sit in the chair, but ended up on the floor because it wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else you got on your notes? I've got something really bizarre on my sticky note. Go um, on, shock us. Right. You were going to be shocked. So I went to Old Trafford to pick up a birthday card and present from our Nobles fans, the guys that do the Instagram and the memes. Yeah, yeah. The fan they zone. Fans on, they sent me a keyring with a potato on it, which is brilliant. It's on my keys. I love it. Yeah. But I, as I was driving away, some woman came running out and was like, Alex, you've got another. Um, oh, yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I remember now. I know what you're going to say. So I was like, oh, right. Okay. So we got home. I opened this, what I thought was another birthday card. Someone sent me homophobia hate mail. It, yeah, we both read it, didn't we? We were like, has this gone to the wrong person? But it was definitely addressed to you and it was like to Alex. Have you got it there with you? I know, I put it in the bin because we looked at it and we were like, what on earth is this? And basically it was somebody that sent me mail being like transgender, homosexuals, blah, blah, blah. All this is wrong and everyone should die. Yeah, we were a bit, we've never really had, or you've, well, neither of us had anything like that in person have we it felt really personal that they'd yeah. and it, it sort of felt to me I was like what if I said on the radio I was like oh oh my god at work I've said something really bad and obviously I haven't like I rang Henry spoke to Henry about it and he's like no no, no. yeah it blows my mind really that it's like the step further to trolling someone online yeah. like the anonymity of someone sending you a letter and like I said, I feel like letters are really personal. It's a really personal thing. Obviously, they didn't send it to the house, thankfully, so they don't know where we live. But, yeah, but we, got, we get sent, like, fan mail all the time, people asking to sign stuff, blah, 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 and all stuff that is really lovely and I love receiving, but I've never in my life received anything like that. And I was a bit, like, taken back by it and a bit, yeah. like, oh, a bit freaked out. I was shocked reading it, really. It's like... It, it kind of blows my mind a bit. Like, people have their own opinions and people are going to think what they think about that sort of stuff. But then when you try and ram it down someone's throat and try and insist that everyone else's opinions are wrong, that's the bit I don't understand. And even if I was gay, like, what's it matter to anybody else? Yeah. Strange. strange. Really strange. 
But that's all I've got on the matter. I was just freaked out by it. And please don't do it again. All right. Well, to counter that, on my sticky note, I was thinking the other day, because it was my birthday. I don't know if anyone knew, but I had a birthday recently. Um, yeah, had, yeah, recently. I got a nice chair for it off my sister. Um, my birthday is 3rd of the 10th, 1991. Mm-hmm. And I need to get this right in my head because otherwise it won't make sense why I've brought this up. But you always say 1991. You never say 1,991 for your birthday. But if you were born in 2021, you say 2021 as well as 2021. So what I'm going to start doing is saying that my birthday is the 3rd of the 10th, 1,991. <laughs> and just see what happens. See what people say. Yeah. But why do we not do it? Why is it not like It's a mouthful, 1, 000... that, isn't it? That is a mouthful. So it's 2021. Yeah. So why since, we've got, why since we've gone past 2,000, do we now say it as a number? Well, what would you say 2,000 if it wasn't 2,000? 2020 or whatever year it is 2021 2008 2009 yeah do you know what i bet there's not very many people in the world that have ever thought about that crossy that is a little insight into my brain and what i think about when i'm on my own (laughs) what a loser you can tell you've done some long haul flights recently yeah (laughs) yeah um i feel like we've actually got loads of cricket stuff to talk about this week I've got one more not cricket thing to talk about. Well, why don't we do a little bit of cricket and then come back to the not cricket? Okay, because I think it's a little golden nugget and everyone will enjoy it. All right. So we'll right, we'll keep the listeners interested. Yeah. Um, the IPL happened. Yes, it did. So much has happened since we've had three weeks off. Okay, quickly. Congratulations, Crossy. Say it like you mean it. Come on. Crossy. Congratulations, you won the IPL. Yes, baby. Fourth title. And to celebrate, you got a yellow streak through your hair. Yeah, I have my hair done. I've had some blonde put in. What do you reckon? It actually really suits you. It looks nice. Thank you. Um, I'm going to put it down because this is being recorded. But I came home and showed you my hair. Here we go. Blonde. And you said, oh, it's really nice, but you look older. I think you do. I think it genuinely makes you look older. And I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. Well, okay. When I said that, I meant it doesn't make you look like a 16-year-old girl anymore, which you often look like. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. But maybe you just are getting a bit older now. I mean, you are. Yeah, I know. I've got it, yeah. True. Um, So good stuff. CSK won the IPL. Well done, then. A World Cup has started. A World Cup has started. You've worked on a couple of days. I've worked on... You've worked on every day. Yeah. You've been there. Yeah. I mean, we've not even, God, we've not done trough and peak of the week, Al. I don't. We don't need that this week. Right. Okay. No trough and peak. Um, I got to go to two of the coolest games, really, because I got to see England's first game of the tournament, and then I got to go and watch the big one, the Pakistan versus India, in the UAE. So it was almost like both of them had a home match, and honestly, it was unbelievable. Talk to me, like talk to me. I can't. Whatever I say, it's everyone's going to be like, it can't be like that. I mean, you get the idea of the atmosphere when you watch it on telly because it's so loud. But there was genuinely people there who lived and died in those moments of that game. Like, 
people spoke to me and they were like, who are you supporting today? Because obviously we well, you didn't have Indian or Pakistan shirts on, so that which was an anomaly in the ground in itself. But like I said to this guy, he had a Pakistan shirt on. I said, oh, do you live in Dubai? And he said, oh, no, I've flown in for this. I've come from America just for this. I'm going home tomorrow. Like, wow. That was the extremity of people needing to be in that venue that night. I mean, it is the, probably the biggest game ever, isn't it? I don't, I don't care about Ashes. Like, that has so much hype. But this is the one that people literally live and die for. In terms of rivalry... There's so much packed into it, isn't there? Because there's the cricket rivalry, there's the political rivalry, there's then the like internal rivalry of who's got the best captain because each country will die for that player. Um, and then you've got the fact that Pakistan had never beaten India in, in a World Cup game ever. India are probably favourites in the tournament. There was just so much on this game. Um, and yeah, I, I guess as well, like Pakistan have used the UAE as their home for the last God knows how many years, actually. But then also the IPL has been the home in has been home in the UAE as well for two years. So there's like there's there's a lot going on in this little night. And I somehow managed to stumble across the fact that I was there. Um we got in, there was probably this is an hour and a half before the start, and there's enough people in there to make noise. And then this massive cheer goes round the ground. And I was like, Whoa, what's happened? Who's what is it? Virat Kohli just came out of the dressing room. Yeah, went to warm up. And the noise there was not there was probably a quarter of the capacity of the ground in there and the noise was like amplified massively there are not many times in life crossy that i am jealous of you but honestly the weekend you've just had i've been so envious yeah like there's honestly there's so much in this game so me and i was over there with keaton uh, we were doing all this activation stuff with emirates and just having a chat at one point and the noise around the ground, something happened in the game. So I was like, oh, there must have been a wicket. Looked at the game. Someone had just hit a one out to cover. And the cheer that went up, like, it honestly, it was mad. It was like, you'd look around and there was just green everywhere. And you're like, wow, there's 90% Pakistan fans in here. And then India had hit a four and everything turned blue. And it was like the flags then came out. for. And it was almost like people were switching allegiances in the moment, but it was just them getting up out of their seats and then forcing that colour onto the ground. It was honestly, it was mad. I can't, I can't really describe it to do it justice. And then obviously the game of cricket was incredible in itself. And the highlight, the absolute highlight of the whole day that will never, ever, ever get beaten, I don't think. I was down on like the the bottom of the stadium so I could get my picture taken to say that I was there. And someone in the crowd shouted me and went crossy i listened to the podcast i mean oh my word someone in dubai at a pakistan india game a youngish lad who was about 16 17 who's from india who had his indian shirt on said i listened to the podcast and i was like oh wow a little tiny idea that started two years ago with me and you sat in your living room with our phone between us at a World Cup game with however many thousand people there, one person picked us out and knew who we were and knew what we did. Crossy, I think we've made it. Uh, that In that moment, I was like, I nearly cried. I was like, are you joking? Are you actually joking me? Do you listen? I was like, come here, we're having a photo for me, not even oh, for you. Yeah. For me. <laughs> yeah, we're having a photo yeah. for you. Oh my God. It, it is mad, isn't it? It is mad. Like, we went on that night out for the end of season dinner 
and we got stopped twice and people were like, I love the podcast. And we were like, wow, we're on a night out. Like we're getting recognised, Crossy. But recognised for the podcast as well, not even for the, I mean, he obviously knows we play cricket because he listens to the pod, but honestly, I was blown away by that. And that just made the whole day then, like that started it well. But yeah, it was my, it was an incredible experience. Like it was well, like I put on my Instagram, it's like bucket list stuff. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Um, I've just spoke for so long about that one game, um, but we started that with the World Cup. Well, the, I love the World Cup. I've been working today. We've had West Indies versus... South Africa. South Africa. And then we've had... New Zealand. Versus Pakistan. Are you, were you there? Did you work? Crossier, it's been such a long day. They are the grind, two games in a day is hard, isn't it? Grind doesn't stop, does it? But even today's game's like incredible. And the fact that Pakistan have now beaten New Zealand. And yes. if New Zealand beat India, India could be out. Like the whole thing, I just love tournament cricket. Um, we're probably going to touch on the World Cup next week as well, because it's going on obviously for another couple of weeks. But to keep it short this week, who's going to be in the final? Give me a prediction. England, Pakistan. Okay. What about you? I, I genuinely, having watched Pakistan beat New Zealand, I, I genuinely don't see how anyone's beating them this tournament. Um, but I'm going to go... Namibia. <laughs> yeah, Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> the final that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> so I'm without, go. without taking the mic before we digress and before you tell us, two incredible stories there. And I, I just want to touch on them because... Scotland have got through to the Super 12s and so have Namibia. And it's just two stories that are going to change Scottish cricket yeah. forever. You know, it's, it is honestly incredible. And those two teams have absolutely nothing to lose now and just so much excitement. And also, like, it will probably change the way that people view those countries because when you said that you were going to go and do some work on one of those games last week, you asked me where Nambia was. <laughs> yes. I said, I don't even know where Nambia is. And he said, it's Namibia. And Namibia. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> That's right. Oh. My prediction for the final is Australia, Pakistan. Wow. Australia. Mm. I, I think, think England. Australia. I don't know why I said that because I think England, no one can win it. <laughs> An Australia, Pakistan final, but England win. England win. They get the moral victory. I don't know why I said that. Talking of moral victories, we've got a competition going on no balls. The hat stacking, Crossy. This is the best thing to come out of the World Cup. This is so good. And it's a thing now. People tweet us with hat stackers. Marmadilla from Bangladesh. Armadillo. (laughs) The holiday armadillo. Marmadilla from Bangladesh was winning. And he's, some, he's in the lead. And then Bavuma came along and I got it wrong. So I tweeted the photo of him and I was like, wow, glasses on hat, on glasses, on floppy, whatever it was. There was, a, there's, there was a pair of glasses in there that I missed. He had glasses, on glasses, on glasses, on hat, on hat, on floppy, on glasses. That's so good. With a couple of towels out his trousers. Why not? Why the F not? But here, right, here's my thing. So we've had a we've had a four capper. Yeah. Right? Four, yeah. Four capper. So you've got your own cap at the bottom. Yeah. 
Wicket keepers on second. Yep. Bowlers third. Who's the fourth? Who's the fourth? <laughs> Where's that hat come from? Where's the hat come from? On air today, Carlos Brathwaite thinks it's the bowler from the other end that forgot to get it back. No, I'm not. I don't know. I'm trying to think of my experiences where I've had people's hats on, but it was a test match. I'd love to see four caps and then just go up to the skipper ahead of night and be like, hey, mate, can you just keep holding my cap? But she's got five. Five hats. Where, where is that fourth hat come from? That's a mystery. But, guys, get in touch with us. Tweet us, Instagram, email keep us. Keep it we, This is what our winner of this World Cup is the cap stacking game. Yeah. And it's hashtag hat stacking or hat stacking. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. Just go with it. I'm blo- I'm going to be thinking about this fourth cap now. Yeah. Also, extra points for the floppy. Oh, if, if you can get two floppies in there, Ooh. I am delighted. Yeah. She loves a floppy. Get as many floppies in there as you possibly can. Yeah. Hashtag floppy stacking. <laughs> hashtag flop on <laughs> get your flop on. get your flop on <laughs> okay moving right. on crossy we're gonna have to do some emails soon because this is going on and on i've got right two more things my holiday yes this would have been my trough of the week so i feel like i probably do need to explain it we've been out to the end of season dinner the night before i flew away we were still in Mojo's at 3.30 a.m. And my yeah. dad was picking me up for the airport at 6. So I was like, I'm going to go home, try and pack, get some sleep. The one compromise I'd made with my mum about going on holiday was that I wasn't allowed to be a shambles on that first day. Yes. Your mum said, actually, on your 30th, if you're hungover on that first day, I'll be really mad. Really mad. So I was. Obviously. Obviously. I slept all the way there. I slept as soon as we got to the hotel from like 3 p.m. till 6 p.m. Like I wasn't great company. And then I went to bed at nine and I slept all the way through. Then trough of the week, this is where it comes in. I wake up the next morning to my mum pulling open the curtains. Why is it with mums doing that? And I literally, so I was lay there and I was literally like, what sort of an effort is that mum? And she was right. like, what? I said to my mum, I was like, my retinas have burnt. So I'm still asleep. I'm really annoyed. And I was like, Mum, what are you doing? She went, I thought you were awake. I went, <laughs> what? I would, how? No, because I would have spoken to you otherwise. And then she was like, oh, well, I'll close them again. I was like, well, the damage is done now. So she's closed the curtain. She gets back in bed. And she went, oh, I slept well last night, did you? She went, I don't even remember turning over. I went, do you remember bloody opening them curtains 30 seconds ago and ruining my holiday? <laughs> it was why would you do that what's the etiquette there mums do that my mum did it my mum was really considerate she would wake up get up go and sit on the balcony read a book go for a run and i said if you wake me up before half nine mum i'll be mad this is my holiday as well so yeah. every day at half nine bless her she woke me up oh okay that's quite sweet yeah i don't mind that at all didn't mind it at all yeah also this wasn't that like it wasn't late it wasn't like 10 o'clock and she was trying to wake me up it was about half eight what are you doing <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i've got another couple of troughs actually which happened on holiday not a holiday this happened when i was in dubai one of them was the med ball everyone probably saw it on twitter and instagram not myself out with the med ball i had another incident which probably a bit worse um i sat at breakfast with the ceo of lancashire daniel gidney 
eating my scrambled egg and I dropped my scrambled egg like onto my leg. I was like, oh, that's a bit embarrassing. Not only did I drop it onto my own leg, it all went in my shoe, <laughs> which was on my foot, which I was like, I was wearing my shoe and scrambled egg went into it. And I was like, oh my God, do I even recognize that I've done this in front of the seat? <laughs> or do I just carry on? So I had to walk around with scrambled egg in my shoe. No, you didn't. You didn't did. just go, oh gosh, somehow it's ended up in my shoe. Well, I tried to like scoop it out. It kind of gone down my heel bit. And I've actually got similar, well, I've got the trainers on that I was wearing, but like, I don't, I don't know if you can see, but there's like a bit of the back that's like a little... Do you know what, Crossy? The amount of times if you tried to throw scrambled egg down there, you wouldn't be able to. Exactly. How did it happen? Anyway, trough of the week. Trough of the week. Yep. I've got a game that everybody will play, but they don't know about it and don't. I haven't thought about it until right now. Okay. I'm ready. Right. You go to a public toilet. Not how I thought this was going to start. You play public toilet roulette, don't you? Because you go, which cubicle shall I go in? Thinking I'm going to pick the cleanest. Yeah, all the doors are shut. Got to pick the cleanest. Why is it? I always pick the one with the in. What are you talking about? (laughs) What do you mean? You told me this was going to be a golden nugget and you've actually talked about golden nuggets. Yes, though, isn't it? You do, when you go to a public toilet, you play public toilet roulette. You've got to try it before you get in there. You, you think, right, that one there, third on the left, is going to be the cleanest. I don't, I don't think I think of it like that. Well, you will now. I think I just think which is the closest one to me right now. I'll go in that. No, because everybody thinks that, so that's the most used one. What? <laughs> you think far too. Too much about a toilet. No, because you've got to pick a clean one. Yeah, but if it's I not clean... I, I always think, right, that one, third on the left's got to be the cleanest floater. Yeah, but you don't You don't then use that toilet. You come out and you go and sit on another toilet. You don't have to sit on the one with the floater, you know? <laughs> no, I, no, but I just... I always play the... I, always play the I game. mean, if it's I reckon- a game... The game should then be that you have to use that toilet. If that's the one you've picked because you think it's the cleanest, you've got to deal with whatever's in there. Well, from now on, public toilet roulette, that's the game. I don't know if I'm on board yet. Forget no balls bingo. No, don't. Great game. Great game. Yeah. And also, we've mentioned toilets, which I think is one of the things you cross off on no balls bingo. Very true. Very Very true. I'm done. Right. It's someone very special, very close to our heart's birthday today. It is. It's the one and only Sue Redfern's birthday. Umpire Sue, happy birthday. And I really want to go upstairs with Sue on her birthday. We've got her. It's her birthday. Let's give her a treat. Give her a treat. Upstairs with Sue. Let's go. Right. Dear Kate and Alex, I'm a long-time listener, first-time emailer. We love these people. This is from Emma. She actually thinks we'll read it in 2022, potentially because it's that long, 2023. (laughs) Alex is reading it, yeah. The reason I'm writing to you both is to send a little word of appreciation for the podcast. It has been my go-to place during what has easily been the worst nine months of my life. You have probably clocked that it was World Mental Health Day this Sunday gone, but I'm not sure if you are aware that this week is Baby Loss Awareness Week. 
It is really weird how these two events coincide and how interlinked they are to me and the way I think of your podcast. I first started listening way back in lockdown one. My eldest daughter, Grace, had just been born in January. I was determined to get up and out of the house with her, so I packed her up into the pram and did my allowed once-a-day walk and plugged in your podcast. I was instantly hit by the warmth of your friendship. It re- reminds me an awful lot of me and my best mate. We're both. <laughs> Amen. But also your willingness to be open and honest about your mental health struggles, about how you're dealing with day-to-day, your own personal demons and everything else. I have struggled with depression myself. Grace was conceived by IVF and I've been dealing with infertility. Infer- infertility. That one which sent me into a downward spiral for a really long time. So hearing your stories was just like feeling that I wasn't alone. It was also during lockdown that I found out that I was pregnant with my second daughter, Imogen. This is where your podcast became a small, safe haven in the midst of the worst thing imaginable. Imogen was stillborn at 35 weeks, 10th of Jan, 2021. This is going to make me cry. It was and still is the most difficult thing that I have ever had to go through. But at one point, one of the bereavement midwives suggested that I listen to something as I try and fall asleep to help block out the painful thoughts that were always going around my head. I instantly thought of your podcast, a warm, safe space where two mates chat a load of have a laugh and actually manage to make me smile during the darkest days of my life. For all this. I just want to say a massive thank you to you both. You obviously don't do the podcast thinking that you will ever help anybody in this way. I have never thought a cricket podcast could bring me something and help me get through something so traumatic, but it has. And to end on a happier note, Grace has totally been the light in the dark and we are raising her as a psychopath spud. The other day she picked out her dad's cricket helmet to wear. See attached, she sent us a great photo and has been told off at nursery for throwing animals at the other children and laughing. So I reckon her fielding skills are up there with Alex's already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma, I am, honestly, I'm so touched by your email. Wow. Um, I actually, Yeah, I mean, I've actually got a tear in my eye there. That is not only to be able to tell us her story, but the thought that us being our idiotic selves most often than not can affect someone that much. I know. Um, and I'm, I'm actually quite speechless. And Emma, thank you so much for telling your story. And I'm I'm glad that me and Crossy have managed to get you through what must be a horrific time. It is. Like she said, it's ironic that those two dates are so close to each other, isn't it? That the, um, yeah. Wow. I guess, I, I think, again, it, probably touches a little bit on like that letter that you got and what we talk quite a lot about on this pod but you just don't know what anyone else is going through and don't even try and second guess that because people are good at hiding things um but just be kind to each other she has sent an lbw go on then p.s i do have an lbw and i don't think this is an lbw okay i always always tap the top of a can two to three times before opening it I was always told it stops it fizzing over my husband thinks I'm weird for doing it but I've still never had a can explode it is a thing that isn't it I I see people I don't do it myself um hmm. maybe it's like not washing a bread knife but washing a bread knife (laughs) 
Well, Emma, thank you so much for getting in touch. Genuinely, that that means a lot to us. Um, I feel like us going on to LBWs now just doesn't quite, it's not the same tone, is it? It's not the same tone, but Emma wouldn't want it any other way. Okay. LBW. Good evening, Kate and Alex. Avid listener from Toronto, Canada. Canada came across an LBW the other day when I was out for dinner. And at the end of the meal, one of the other people at our table immediately flossed their teeth in front of us at the end of the meal. Is it an LBW or is it a big bit weird? Spuds to you both. Martin, the psychopath, Sykes. I mean, flushing, flushing, flushing your teeth. Flossing your teeth at a table is just rude. Unhygienic. What's this guy's name? Martin. Martin's friend. Friend. Um, Martin, I really do think this... Pi- How old's this piece of floss? <laughs> why would it be anything but new? But does it go around in his jeans pocket and he just keeps it? Well, why would he not take the little pocket that floss comes in? The, so the, I carry- the floss carrier. I imagine he's got a string. Just no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he's taking the little briefcase around with him. It comes Either in. way, don't flush your teeth at the table. That rude. is so bad. Really rude. Really, really rude. Hello, Kate and Alex. Why are you always first? You're. I've just got one up here, and it's Alex and Kate. So yeah, nice. I am not sure why a seventy-year-old granddad has ended up listening to the delightful shambles that is no glass cricket podcast. Yes, is that Rod? Yes. This is Rod B. Rod, Rod B. Rod lad. Roddy boy. Grand, granddaddy. <laughs> granddaddy. <laughs> I was as surprised as Alex to learn on TMS that the sun is actually a star, but it is a fresh, natural fun. Okay. I heard Alex say that her favourite mo- moment of the summer was Ravi Papara losing his trousers at the <laughs> It was also mine, but because of Alex's commentary, it really made me smile. As I recall, Alex said it was a good job Ravi was wearing his underpants or the crowd would have had a right shock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Rod, Granddaddy Rod. Granddaddy Rod? I'm glad that you listened to our podcast and welcome to Noble Psychopaths. Yeah, the Psychopaths, buds. Hi, Alex and Kate. Hope you both had fun on your holes. I missed the show so much that I went right back to episode one and binged a lot again while walking to and from work. It was really interesting listening to the mental and emotional journey that you've both been on. Letting us into your lives has meant so many people have been able to connect and share stories of our own journey and struggles to realize none of us are alone. My LBW is this. (laughs) I I know it's a good one because you're laughing already. When I'm walking on the pavement, I often choose two paving slabs about 10 to 15 metres up the road to, in inverted commas, practice my bowling action, close inverted commas, to try and land my front foot on the gap between them. And if I go over the line, it's a no ball. This is probably weird enough as it is, but I am a left arm slow bowler, so I bowl off a few paces. (laughs) Keep up the great work. Thanks, Tom. Did Tom disclose his age? I was literally was just going to say, Tommy, you're a six-year-old child who has to either kick a football, shoot a basketball hoop or bowl a cricket ball all the time. I mean, I don't mind that from a child, but Tom, if you're anywhere from the age of 24 onwards, I think people are just going to look 24. at you. And think you're in- <laughs> 24 months onwards. <laughs> people are just going to look at you and think you're so strange. 
who does that? All I'm seeing is, you know, when little boys just run around doing the bowling action. Literally, that's all I'm seeing. But this is a grown man actually planning it as well. Very, very weird. Oh, hi, Kate and Alex. Ben's been in touch. My LBW is actually on behalf of my girlfriend. So he's thrown his girlfriend under the bus here. She thinks it's normal to take your shoes off in a restaurant when out for a meal. <laughs> no. <laughs> is she flossing her teeth at the same time? <laughs> Pulling a cricket ball on the way to the toilet. While leaving her <laughs> in there. <laughs> Ben says, what's your thoughts on this stinky habit? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I keep my shoes on all the time, as I've literally just shown you all. This is my LBW. I'm not about that. Who takes the shoes Oh, off? you know what? If I'm, <laughs> if, I, if I'm at work, then I'm commentating. I often take my shoes off, but I'm there all day. And You're not in a restaurant? Not in a restaurant. People are eating. <laughs> What? Do you reckon she goes? Do you reckon if she needs to get up to go to the toilet, she doesn't put her shoes on? Oh, I hope she does. Do you know what? I, what is the etiquette on planes? Because I always have my shoes off on planes, and I go to the toilet without my shoes on. And I wonder, is that weird? But I do. But then I'm really cautious of standing in a bit of dribble, bit of wet. <laughs> exactly. You got to keep your feet dry, haven't you, when you go to them toilets? So maybe there's a compromise somewhere. Maybe outside toilets oh. on airplanes, they need to have those little um, bag shoes that you wear in the swimming pool. You can put a bag shoe on. What have you got a Veruca? <laughs> Do you know which ones I mean when you put your, those little slip-ons over your shoes yeah. for the pool? This one is called Into the Abyss. Catching up, I don't even say hi, catching up on the pod. Started at the beginning because I'm not a psychopath. Why does episode two, become, why does episode two come before one? I'm now on episode three. God help me, spuds. <laughs> because there is what it was. the reason behind it. We didn't know it. how to upload the podcast. We didn't know how to do it. And then we learned the next week that you could actually number them. And so we did it. But the first one wasn't numbered. So the first episode is now the second episode on our list. That was my fault, really. I put them on wrong. We learn on the go, and I you don't. Do you know what? It really pains me to think of anyone listening to that first episode because I can't. I can't bring myself to listen to it because I can't imagine how bad it is. I listened to like episode eight the other day to turn it off. I was like, "This is horrific." Oh god! I've got some questions here. Hi, both. As always, love the podcast. Not sure when you read this, so so we'll say. I hope you enjoy or enjoying your holidays. Kate, I was reading an article about a footballer who was studying sporting directorship. However, I can now only see and read dictatorship. Thanks for that. Some random questions. Number one, I may have missed something, but how do you know if you're a rat or a pig? <laughs> you need to go back to episode... <laughs> you need to go back to episode one on the BBC because we explain it all on there. But it's, it's about the way you look. It's about your features probably mostly about your nose and your mouth tell you what send your pictures in and i'll i'll let you know if you're a rat or a pig <laughs> <laughs> we'll rate you how rat or how pig you are out of 10 when it comes to sponsorship for cricket equipment how do you decide which manufacturer you want to use and also the type of bats gloves etc that you want do you actually spend lots of time trying different equipment from different manufacturers no never pay me the most <laughs> 
we're not really in a luxurious position that a lot of people are wanting us to use their bats. So we often get an offer and you generally take it. It does make Especially a difference. Especially me being number 11. It does make a difference. So like for me, uh, the footwear as well, obviously, because I'm going to use the footwear more than I'm going to use the bat normally. So, yeah. Okay. I see that you've scored a few runs for different teams this year at different levels. Love some of those straight drives down the ground. Thank you. Do you have conversations with the England setup about how you can get up the order and keep improving your batting skills? Yeah. 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 All the time. She's like, get me in at eight. Yeah. Um, the only way you're going to get up the batting order, though, is by scoring runs because everyone above me, there's no one in this team that's a number 11. So everyone no. above me is a better batter than me. I genuinely think England have the best batting 11 on the circuit. Mm. It is a good one. Alex. <laughs> Loved watching you bowl this year and taking wickets. I also loved your clear enthusiasm for the 100 and passion for the game. When someone has been dropped from the England setup, do they still communicate with them about how they can get back in or are you just left to it and hope your future performances will get you reselected? You're just left to it. You put out in the wilderness and they go, free my little rabbit, free. Rabbit? <laughs> my little deer. There's less, hopefully less of that now that there's regional contracts because there's a clear yeah. path to come back to. Rather than when you lost your contract, there was no professional cricket, was there? But also, it, performances talk, don't they? You know, you're taking wickets, you're playing well. They'll start coming to you asking if you want to be involved again. Um, I've not quite had the performances to warrant those conversations. Maybe 2022 is a year. Maybe. The comeback is better than the setback. You heard it here first. Number five. I have to open a packet of Chris the right way up. Also, if only... That's not an LBW. Also, if I only have ready salted, I sometimes grab a vinegar bottle and add a few splashes. Keep up the great work and enjoy the rest of your week. Add vinegar to your crisps? Did I go soggy? Why would you not open a packet of crisps the right way up? And also, why would you not just get salt and vinegar crisps? Yeah. Yeah, that might be a lot weirder, actually, than I thought they were. Don't have a name. Can't name and shame. Toby's being in touch. Who is the worst... At reading emails. Alex Hartley. Who is it's the punctuation gets me, guys. Come on, you know this. Who is the worst in England with the heat? I'm guessing the England cricket team. Oh. Oh, I was gonna say it's not that hot in England. Um who moans about the heat? I will never ever forget Sophie Eccleston's first tour to Sri Lanka. She was like 15. She had to miss school for it. Like she was so young, maybe even younger, 14. And she'd never been abroad, like never <laughs> been anywhere. We're out in Sri Lanka and she didn't drink enough water. She was severely dehydrated and she was that hot. All she knew what to do was cry. Oh, oh, so. Felt really sorry for her. Oh, but she was also, just too hot. She was just too hot and didn't understand. Oh, so. <laughs> um. I don't, I can't, genuinely can't think of anyone that comes to my mind who's bad with the heat. Because I, I say this actually a lot, but you have, you just get used to it, don't you? Like, you know, if you go and play in Dubai, it's going to be hot. You just know. So you just crack on because there's nothing you can do to change it. But so, I don't, I think it's harsh saying so's the worst. Oh, she, I mean, she was the worst at 14, which is yeah. completely Because she's just fallen out of the womb, bless her. Yeah, pulling out the whim is the world's best left arm spinner. <laughs> she can't even walk. She's bowling better than anyone in the world. 
If you were to build a cricket ground in any country, where would it be? Nambia. <laughs> Sorry, Namibia. Um, I would build one in Wrexham. <laughs> Country. Country. <laughs> I was just messing. Um, I actually know I'd go to America. I'd make cricket big in America. Yes, I'm with you. We'd start in Lower. Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. Iowa. I owe her five pounds. I owe her. What is the one app that you shouldn't have on your phone? Great question. Great question. Let's have a look. Are you looking at yours as well? Yeah. Um, our mine's not that bad. It, it's a dating app. Yeah. I um, I've got Crash Bandicoot on the run. <laughs> Do you also run and bowl every time you walk down the street? Um, okay, and last one. Would you prefer to have a trophy named after you or a stand? And this stand. is from Tony. Yeah, stand at Old Trafford. How good would that be? I keep trying to plant the seed. If I think I knew, I was about to say, you've been with the CEO all weekend and you are definitely going, come on, give me a bit of that. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy's got an end named after him. What more does? What more do the girls have to do to get something in that ground? I mean, just a photo in the dressing room would be nice. Yeah, that is going to happen, actually. Okay, good. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for encouraging us. And right, you know what? In all seriousness, thank you for being bloody amazing because every time we read your emails, Emma being the perfect example, we remember why we do this and we love doing it and we're just very grateful that you even bother listening to us. Yeah, and honestly, the amount of emails and texts and everything we've had over the last two weeks to say, come back. Come back. Help me come back has been, it's blown us away. And guys, we've checked our numbers and over 50,000 of you are listening now and that blows my mind. So much so we've got to do it on Zoom now because they want video evidence and they want videos to be able to put out on social media. So here we are. I just put pants on for the occasion this week. And you actually removed my leggings from that were drying on that door behind you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Guys, if you want to get in touch, it is noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk. It's noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk. It's so it good. It's so good. They, they said, said it, it twice. twice. See you all next week, guys. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. And cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for. Partly balls down the track, comes scoring this time, chicken eggs. It's either six or out, it's six. Made by BBC Sports for BBC Sounds, The Sports Desk. The podcast that takes you deep beneath the surface of the biggest sports news story of the week. I'm Sarah Mulkerns. As always, we have the BBC Sports Editor, Dan Rowan, and also our sports news reporter, Nesta McGregor. The Sports Desk from BBC Sports. Available now on BBC Sounds.